Hello, everyone. My name is Josh, and I welcome you to the Walk in the Light podcast, and may God bless you all. I don't really have much in the way of any new updates or announcements for this week. I do have a few things about the series I want to cover, but let's first get into prayer. So using Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, God, we ask that Christ would grant us all, uh, according to the riches of his glory, be strengthened with power through through the spirit of the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, and that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So last week we covered part one of the the mission series titled The Blind. It covered Mark chapter 8 verses 14 through 30. And we discussed how seeing and hearing connected to perceiving and understanding how the followers of Jesus went through figuratively the same process of the blind man who did not see and understand Jesus Christ, but ultimately um, the disciples, they went on to partially seeing and understanding who Christ is, to ultimately seeing and understanding fully and clearly exactly who Christ is. Now as a reminder, this series will be finished off with Luke chapter 4, 16 through 30, if you want to read it on your own time. But in each of these parts, I'm going to, again, highlight Luke chapter 4, 18 through 19, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, before I get too much in today's study, there is something that I wanted to clear up about this series. <clears throat> and I will likely cover it in part five as well, but I just want uh, didn't, don't want anyone getting any wrong impressions when I cover these parts. It takes uh, many of the miracles performed um, by Jesus and getting into the, their deeper meanings. Often his disciples and future Christians. Um, <clears throat> but make no mistake, I don't want to take any value out of the miracles and healing that Jesus performed. Jesus earlier earthly ministry, uh, the life, death, burial, resurrection, to name a few, was largely to cover, in simple terms, the healing, the teaching, and the gathering of souls to his kingdom. All these aspects, uh, the miracles and the healing, the teaching uh, for the additional meanings behind things like the miracles and healing, and ultimately gathering souls for his kingdom, these are all equally important. The reason I wanted to cover this, I guess, uh, more the teaching and the lessons aspect of them is because miracles have a lot of service value. That's not to say there isn't deep value in the study of the miracles themselves, but Jesus healing uh, a blind man, you don't have to dig too deep to find the miracle. However, the deeper meaning can be a little bit more complex and harder to find. And I hope to, I do well in bringing that gap, uh, separate, uh, bridging the gap between the miracles and the lesson. But again, make no mistake, they are all critically important details that we must know and understand. 
So let's dive into uh, today's text. First, I'm going to read the entire passage that I want to cover today, and then uh, we will get into breaking it down. So today's passage is Luke, Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. And it says, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came out from him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when God, or <laughs> when people hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and spurn your name as evil on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. <clears throat> there is so much in these, uh, what, ten verses that I want to get into today, but I'll try to be brief as possible, yet remaining remaining very informative. Um, this one will be split into three episodes as well. Uh, to limit confusion, the term episodes are more just templates that I use for myself to separate the parts of the text, uh, helping me make it easier to explain. Um, so again, let's start in episode 1 with verse uh, 17. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their disease, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came out from him and healed them all. So starting here, I want to point out um, those present. Obviously, there's Jesus, but we also have a crowd of disciples, as well as a great multitude of people from their various places. Like I talked about last week, um, I think it's important to... Uh, ask some questions. So first question is, is there's disciples referred to as a crowd. This likely just refers to the 12. Uh, it's interesting that crowd is used here instead of 12 that is typically often used. They also separate the disciples from the great multitude of people. Now all of them came to hear Jesus and to be healed of their diseases. People likely came because they knew of the wonders and or capabilities of Jesus uh, from what they've heard or witnessed. Uh, as there were many teachers, and those teachers were much closer than the distance many traveled to see Jesus, but instead they traveled uh, to hear Jesus, uh, his virtuous talk, and to receive his healing power, uh, whether disease, issues in the body and mind, or devils, all were welcome to receive Jesus' healing. Um, but again, a lot of these people traveled um, really really far in some cases um, just to hear Jesus, even though they had teachers probably a lot closer. So um, 
Jesus' ministry was obviously um, uh, in full swing, and um, it was definitely turning some heads. <clears throat> it mentions here unclean spirits. Uh, many interpret as devils or demons. Uh, many who study on how people receive these unclean spirits. Uh, some of them may be an intentional or unintentional welcome of unclean spirits. Uh, some were, and many were, likely inherited uh, through generations from their families, um, from their parents and their parents' parents. Either way, Jesus healed and cured all the same. <clears throat> so on to episode two, it says, And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. So here Jesus is going to list things that would grant blessings and rewards in heaven, just as the true prophets and the people that followed them experienced. Let's break them down one at a time, and it's important to note the deeper meaning. And these are not uh, simply material. Some of them, um, the greater meaning isn't material at all. So the first one would be the poor. This is more specifically the poor in spirit and outcast, or the spiritually impoverished. Those that are left, uh, those that have left everything and have fully committed to following Christ, those that prefer the blessings and the rewards of the kingdom of God and don't place value in worldly things, and those that work hard to do good and of, often at their own expense. Um, the next is the hungry, primarily those that, des that have desires and thirst for righteousness. Uh, can in some cases be seen as those that at times are so busy at works of doing good and seeking God and study that they may forget to eat or have no time to eat. But it's mainly just the uh, uh, a spiritual hunger, those that, uh, those that are desiring uh, to be righteousness, godliness, and pursuing to be Christ-like. <clears throat> uh, the weeping are most commonly those that feel... Um, repentance or sympathy, those that suffer prejudice and persecution, um, both of these are, are likely true. Um, uh, I don't want to suggest that if you don't weep over your sins um, that, that you haven't had true repentance. Um, I think the response is equally as important as the feeling. Um, but I also think the weeping is mainly pointing towards uh, suffering, the prejudice and persecution in, uh, in Christ's name here. But all these will ultimately result in blessings and joy when suffering in Christ's name, just as the people before Christ with the true prophets. But now we are going to look at the contrast that we will see in episode 3, starting in <clears throat> verse 24. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. 
Woe to you when all speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. So it's no mystery here that it's talking about the direct opposites of the previous episode. These are uh, these people are seeking riches now, seeking for themselves and their desires now. Those that laugh, especially at the expense of others, uh, and probably more specifically Christians uh, right now. Uh, these people are typically well-liked and cared about. They're popular. Unlike the last episode, some of these are material things. Some are spiritual... Some are just simply spiritually opposite people from episode two. Um, but the biggest thing is, is they're receiving their reward now in this life. They often get the riches, their fill, their joy, their popularity, and all that they want in this life. Um, this is can be a huge stumbling block for Christians because um, a, lot of the, a lot of Christians at, at some season in their life will see that they're struggling towards God. And this is a good thing. They're struggling towards God and they're struggling away from God. And uh, when we struggle towards God and we're trying to live by the example, you know, just like these people here, the, you know, they're uh, the poor, the hungry, the weeping. Um, these are all people suffering in Christ's name, trying to live out that example. And it's a hard life. It's hard to do. Um, the way Jesus lived is not an easy life for us. It goes against our fleshly nature. Um, and so when we see these people that don't care for God or Christ or anything like that, um, or maybe they claim to, but they're not actually uh, living it out like they, uh, like they care um, <clears throat> for Christ and how he lived, um, they get a lot of what they want. They're liked. Uh, they rarely, if ever, face persecution. Uh, they have all the material things they want. They live simple, um, um, wealthy, and desirable lives. And so it can be hard for a Christian to look at that and, and be like, well, why can't I have those things? Or, um, you know, it's so simple for them, and, and I'm over here <laughs> struggling, doing my best. Um it can be a struggle, but um, we have to remember that that life is rewarded now. Um, our hope is in uh, the next life. And so uh, continuing on, uh, the <clears throat> in this verse it talks about the fathers and the false prophets, um, just like how it talked about the fathers and, and the true prophets in the second episode. Um, this could be and is likely a nod to the Old Testament false prophets that would have counter messages from true prophets um, or just lies, uh, prophetic lies in general. When the true prophets would warn people about their ways and the impending judgment that was coming as a result, the false prophets would seek to deceive people and uh, with, the, with uh, counter messages. Um, and these messages were, like, uh, were probably more liked and preferred uh, because of the um, the good words um, that were used by the false prophets, the uplifting words, even though that wasn't the real situation at the time. Um, <clears throat> one example that I like of it is in uh, Jeremiah chapter 28. 
um, verses 1 through 17. And this will be a pretty long one, but um, I kind of wanted to go over it. So in verse 1, In that same year, at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fifth month of the fourth year, Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet of Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years, I will bring back to this place all the vessels of the Lord's house with Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to Hananiah, the prophet, in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord make the words that you have prophesied come true and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. Yet hear me now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war and uh, prophesied war famine and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms as for the prophet who are, who prophesies peace when the word of the prophet comes to pass then it will be known that the lord has truly sent the prophet then the prophet hananiah took the yoke bars from the neck of jeremiah the prophet and broke them, and Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within two years. But Jeremiah the prophet went his way. Sometime after the prophet Hananiah, Hananiah had broken the yoke bars from off the neck of Jeremiah the prophet. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, Go, tell Hananiah, thus says the Lord, You have broken wooden bars but you have made in their place bars of iron. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put on the neck of all these nations an iron yoke to serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him, for I have given to him even the beasts of the field. And Jeremiah the prophet said to the prophet Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, and you have made this people trust in a lie. Therefore thus says the Lord, I... Behold, I will remove from the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have uttered rebellion against the Lord. And in that same year, in the seventh month, the prophet Hananiah died. <clears throat> I know this is kind of got a little off topic here, but uh, I wanted to bring it up to just point out how um, the difference between how one prophet um, message was desire desirable um, but it was a lie, and then uh, Jeremiah's message was uh, disliked and less favorable, um, and as a result, um, uh, Jeremiah uh, was seen as having less credit, but uh, ultimately, um, God said it right. Um, the people liked Hananiah, uh, what Hananiah had to say because it was favorable, but again, it was also a lie. I would also like to bring up Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. And this is more uh, along the lines of what the message is today. 
Um, here we see Matthew speak the exact same uh, message as Luke. Um, I think the the differences are probably more translation. Um, the me the message is identical. It's just uh, some of the words uh, may be a little bit different due to translation differences. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But it says uh, from verse 1, Seeing the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. Um, I think this also means like humbled and humility. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So again, uh, same message. Um, some of the uh, examples that I used from Luke are in, uh, all the examples from Luke really are in here, uh, but they go into a little bit further. Instead of saying the poor, it adds the poor in spirit. Um, the mourn, for they will be comforted. Uh, the meek and humble will inherit the earth. And uh, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, these are excellent examples of the same message from just different perspectives. So, all right, so let's go ahead and summarize today's passage. Uh, one, God wants us to know that when we are persecuted and suffer for Christ's name, there are blessings and rewards in heaven. These are rarely, if ever, material blessings, however, and we should keep that in mind. Um, so moving on, number two, that God can heal, cure, and restore us from uh, all our troubles, unclean spirits, diseases, and much more. Number three, be cautious of selfish desires. Jesus told the woes to the disciples, um, which likely means that even um, those that have come to know Christ can even fall into the enemy's traps. Number four, that we can have peace and joy in the face of suffering and persecution because our reward is in heaven and we will be blessed um, when we suffer in Christ's name. We should warn others, especially our brothers and sisters, when they start going off the, the path of Christ. Number six, um, this is really important, actively seeking God, fully commit and submit in humility and trust in God no matter the outcome. Number seven, eagerly pursue righteousness and godliness and encourage others by living out Christ's example uh, to honor and glorify God. And finally, number eight, love one another and share one another's burdens, focusing on spiritual good of others over ourselves. Um, so that's all I have for you today. I hope these lessons and tools will help you grow in your walk and that we can all move to be more like our Savior, Jesus Christ, every day.
if you have any prayer requests or praises, you can send them to Walk in the Light at the Walk in the Light at Walk in the Light SP. Again, that's Walk in the Light at Walk in the Light SP.com. If you like what we're doing and you want more daily doses of hope in Scripture, you can follow our social media accounts. We have a Twitter at Walkin underscore the Light. Again, that's Twitter at Walkin underscore the Light. We have a Facebook. It is Walk in the Light. Again, our Facebook is Walk in the Light. Instagram, we have Walk in the Light SP. Again, for our Instagram, that is Walk in the Light SP. Um, I just uh, thank you all. I hope, again, that this message and uh, that these tools will help you in your growth and walk. Uh, take care and God bless.